What's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump into today's case. Um, It is going to be a shorter one, unfortunately, um, but I'm going to share with you everything I know, and I am going to be covering the disappearance of Chase Hurdle. I don't think I've heard this. Yeah, probably not. It's um, up until it was actually covered on, you know, my favorite, Never Seen Again, (laughs) on paramount plus highly recommend you just get the service for this show because it's so good but um <laughs> up until they covered it on their show he had no national coverage wow okay so only only local coverage got it and it's kind of similar to your case from monday um obviously very different in its own right but um okay basically police believe that he likely um completed suicide and his family's like no no way oh interesting that we both covered kind of i know similar cases, similar cases. yeah okay so on november 2nd of 2021 around 9 a.m 18 year old chase wade hurdle was seen on surveillance footage walking away from his high school which was bismarck high school in north dakota where he was a senior And after that day, Chase has never been seen or heard from ever again. Okay. Chase was born in Wyoming, Minnesota. Oh. Yes. I know. I was like, what? I like rewound that. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Um, In 2003. And he, from birth, had a huge personality. Huge personality. Like super fun, super outgoing. Just everyone loved to be around him. He was kind-hearted and he had a really close relationship with his siblings especially his youngest sister chase himself was the second youngest of seven children oh wow (laughs) yeah to his father darius and his mother becky um, who unfortunately did divorce when chase was younger chase was a stellar student he made straight a's he was involved in his high school choir He loved (laughs) K-pop. He loved to sing and dance. He was always singing and dancing. Like, during the documentary, they kept showing, like, uh, videos of him. And he was always dancing, like, bopping around and singing. Um, And he enjoyed playing soccer. And Chase was interested in psychology and wanted to be a clinical psychologist one day. So, represent. Um, And he was really um, devout in his faith. He was a Catholic, and he loved to read the Bible. He had read through the Bible several times in his, um, you know, young life. Right. Chase's mom, Becky, worked at Chase's high school, and she was used to her son popping in to see her throughout the day. So up until, from what I understand, up until the pandemic, Chase 
uh, I believe he like kind of went back and forth between living with his mom and living with his dad. And he had been living with his dad throughout the pandemic. You know, he was doing homeschool, all that. And then he planned to move back with his mom. And he was really excited about getting back into real school. But he was starting a new school. So he was a little bit nervous for that. But like I said, he was pretty outgoing. So he was excited to get started. Okay. So this particular day, um, it was very unusual when his mom didn't see him over the course of the day because he did pop in whenever he could. She worked in the cafeteria, so she was pretty much there all day, either, you know, cooking for the, the students and the staff or prepping for the next day. Okay. Then that afternoon when Chase did not return home from school, his mother immediately called and filed a missing persons report with the Bismarck Police Department. Becky then notified Chase's father, who lived in Minnesota still, and he flew in town with his wife, who was Chase's stepmother, Angela. Okay. Like, immediately. The Bismarck PD issued a silver alert for Chase, and the reason for this was because Chase had previously suffered from a bout of amnesia and had actually gone missing in July of oh, that wow. same year. So, just a few months prior, he mysteriously got just this random amnesia and went missing and he doesn't recall anything that happened during the time he was missing huh that's wild yep so his amnesia resulted in memory loss but his family claims that it was an isolated incident it had never happened prior to that and it hadn't happened since okay according to his father darius chase had been depressed recently for some reason but he did report that his son was seeking help at school and from the community. So he was seeing a therapist at school as well as a therapist outside of school. Investigators promptly began their search for Chase. His family printed off hundreds of missing persons flyers that they dispersed around the community. And they put them in some of the local parks because Chase liked to go to the, the local parks and spend time with his younger sister. So they, you know, handed out those flyers and left them places that they thought maybe he would see them if right. he, oh. you know, was having an, another um, bout of amnesia. Right. And they hoped, you know, to find some evidence of where Chase could be located. Investiga investigators also collected surveillance footage from local businesses near and around the high school, as well as the footage that they had of him from the high school surveillance they also knocked on doors of homes and businesses in the area looking for any signs or information about Chase. Many witnesses called in claiming to have seen Chase walking along West Avenue B, which was a road near the high school. There was a lot of different calls. People saw him walking. And in the video or in the um, documentary, they showed video footage of him walking on a sidewalk. And I don't know, to me personally... He doesn't seem, and obviously I don't know him at all, like never seen him in, in real life or seen, you know, how he walks, but the way he's kind of staggering, he's not staggering like he's intoxicated, but he's like, almost like he doesn't know where he's at or where he's going. And that's just oh, my personal opinion. Um, but he seems kind of disoriented a little bit. Okay. And he was discovered on several surveillance videos along that route as well. 
According to eyewitness testimony, Chase was also seen around 9.45 a.m. near the area of the Memorial Bridge. So this was about 45 minutes after he was seen leaving his school. And to corroborate this sighting, Chase's cell phone did ping at a nearby cell tower that led in the direction of the bridge as well. Okay. It was reported he was also seen around the Bank of North Dakota at some time between those two time frames. The same day that Chase went missing, police received a report that an individual was seen jumping off the Memorial Memorial Bridge into the river below. Hmm. Now, the description of that individual did not match Chase's description, but the police still began to uh, wonder if it was actually Chase that had been seen And that maybe he did actually take his own life. Okay, interesting. But like I mentioned at the top of the episode, Chase's family refused to think that he was capable of something like that. Nonetheless, police continued their searches. They did water searches as well as land searches. um, And they had many volunteer searches performed as well. And police feared the longer Chase went missing, the more difficult it would be to locate him. But, as I mentioned earlier, Chase had gone missing before and been recovered before. Right. So, despite what the police believed, Chase's family is, was, and is still hopeful and believes that he may just be laying low and staying out of the public eye for whatever reason. Hmm. Okay. So, back in July, when Chase went missing the first time, the Bismarck police took to their Facebook page saying a young man had been located, but that he couldn't recall anything, including his own name. But thanks to social media, as we have seen in so many cases, especially as of late, that young man was soon identified as Chase, and he was reunited with his family. This time, police... Was, were asking for the public's help in locating Chase and asked specifically to keep their eyes peeled in the area of the Memorial Bridge and the Missouri River. Wow, okay. During one of their initial searches, a North Dakota Highway Patrol canine unit followed Chase's scent to the bridge. As I previously mentioned, a young man was reportedly seen jumping off this bridge the same day that Chase went missing And investigators have not been able to locate this person who allegedly jumped. Hmm. This person was described as a young male with light brown or blonde curly hair, a blue shirt, and jeans. So remember that because I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Okay, got it. According to Lieutenant Luke Gardner, in 2001, or excuse me, 2021 alone, Bismarck had a total of 26 missing persons report. Wow. Four of those are still open and 22 have been closed. Okay. Lieutenant Gardner said, quote, we follow up on any lead that comes in here. We've had leads that went nowhere for Chase as well as for other people. But during some of their searches for Chase, authorities did discover the remains of two missing persons from the area. 
One of those was Valene Littlebird, who was 41. She also went by Valene Addison. She was a indigenous woman. And her remains were found along the Missouri River. And then the next was Tyler Schaefer, who was 18. And he was recovered from the Knife River. But no foul play has been suspected in either of their cases. But that's a lot of people to go missing in one county. One, yeah. You know? Yeah. In one year. Yeah. I mean, that would... That would make me raise an eyebrow, which I, I literally am actually raising my eyebrow right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that that definitely at least is some sort of suspicious, like some sort of like, yeah. is there something else going on? I'm not saying all 26 cases are related, but yeah. it just makes you do a double take. Yeah. So a week after Chase's disappearance, Darius received the wonderful news that his son had been accepted into the University of North Dakota. Which is so sad, but it it did give his father hope that his son will be found safe once again. Oh my gosh. In an interview with KX News, Darius spoke directly to Chase saying, quote, We love you and we miss you and we can help you. Let others help you find me. I want you to come home. Oh my gosh. I know. He also stated that he's still hopeful that Chase will return home and be able to attend college as he planned. Darius has offered up a $10,000 reward for any information leading to his missing son. Chase is described as a black male, and he's 5'8", 130 pounds, with black Afro-styled hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a blue long-sleeved shirt, blue jeans, and plastic framed glasses. Now, before I close today's episode, I do want to mention the other man who was featured in the same episode as Chase in Never Seen Again. Okay. And this man's name was Daniel Olson. Daniel is a 38-year-old man from Fargo, North Dakota. I don't know why I said Dakota. I'm sorry. (laughs) Trying to appropriate your accent um he is a white male he's 5'9 160 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes okay now you're probably wondering what his case has to do with chase's case yeah well for starters daniel was reported missing on november 3rd of 2021 after failing to show up for work so this is just one day after chase went missing wow okay secondly daniel's vehicle was located in bismarck the same town that chase went missing from okay despite him being from fargo which is a little less than three hours from bismarck again a could just totally be a coincidence and it and it most likely is but definitely interesting to note Mm-hmm. The third thing is that Daniel also reportedly suffered from mental health issues. Okay. Daniel served in the Army National Guard, and he had toured in Iraq. And unfortunately, as a result, he did suffer from PTSD. Mm. Now, some people wonder if Daniel was actually the young male seen jumping from the bridge that day. Oh, interesting. Because... His hair, it's not curly, but it is on the lighter side of the brownish blonde color because it's it's so bizarre because what they claim that person was wearing 
would match Chase's description. Right. The blue long sleeve shirt and the jeans. Right. And even the curly hair, but his hair was black, huh. not blondish brown. So it's just so bizarre that these two cases are connected and that people are connecting them, like almost m- like meshing them together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so they're, interesting. They're, like, I don't think that they're related. I don't think that they're, I mean, I don't know. I don't think their disappearances are, are related. But it's just so, so many coincidences that make them so similar. Yeah. I don't know. You have to kind of, I guess, give it like a second look. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's weird. And a lot of people do. And there's a lot of theories. Like some people even think that they possibly knew each other and maybe were confiding in one another, trying to get through their like mental health struggles. And, and you know, maybe they decided to some kind of pact or something and right that day they saw one of them allegedly jumping from the bridge right obviously there's absolutely no evidence to substantiate that at all there's you know they've never connected the two but um or you know them knowing each other but it still is very interesting and that they put these two cases together because of these coincidences yeah if you have any information about chase hurdle or daniel olson you're asked to please contact the Bismarck Police Department at 701-223-1212. And in Chase's case, you can contact uh, the Bismarck Police Sergeant, Mark Gaddis, at that same number. He's just the one, I guess, that's handling his case. But I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear if you think these cases are connected in any way. If you do think they're connected, why? And if you think that, you know, these people are still out there, what what do you think they're doing? Yeah. Do you think Chase, t- Chase had? Because to me, the, the thing that makes the most sense is that he left school that day for some reason. We don't know why he would leave that early in the morning. And that maybe he was experiencing amnesia again. Right. And wandered off, and this time he just wasn't found, or he was found in a different area, and maybe now that he's getting this national coverage, he'll be found. Yeah. That's just what I think. Um, Daniel's case, I don't know, cause just because I don't know as many details, but right. it is very weird that they saw someone jump from the bridge that would match his description, and he was in that area. Right. I I feel like I agree with you with Chase. I I feel like maybe he had this random amnesia again because even though it had it hadn't happened since then, it hadn't been that long. So I feel like it's no. not that crazy to think that it would have happened again, but then it's like where is he? How did he not get found? So either I wonder if yeah. he like got hurt or you know something happened to him and he wasn't able to get himself to safety. Or maybe he is somewhere and really doesn't remember anything and is living somewhere. And if it gets more coverage and attention, maybe, you know, someday he'll figure it out and he'll be found. So there has been like, of course, as uh, in a lot of cases and missing persons cases, there's lots of sightings and lots of tips coming in. And there was a tip of him being at a soup kitchen like for homeless people and someone i mean and he's distinctive looking like he's very um tall and he's really thin and he has this beautiful luxurious hair and these big like um 
plastic rim glasses and he just he would stand out in right. you know a group of people in the best way right um so i feel like if somebody saw him like it's very possible that it was actually him yeah. at that soup kitchen yeah but unfortunately not much there's can do. no one knew where he went yeah exactly yeah. i mean they could could wait for him to come in again and then call the police but i guess he hasn't been seen again Don't i mean it's been you know we're just a little over a year now yeah. since he went missing. So I, I think he's out there. I really do. I really have hope for his family and I just hope and pray that he is returned home. Um, yeah. It just takes because, one person to recognize a picture of him and realize that he's missing and yeah. see him somewhere and, and say something. So, yeah. Wow. And he was a huge, a huge, you know, member of their family and a huge void is, is there right now. And I really hope that he is, recovered yeah alive and well yeah wow yeah but that is the case of chase hurdle and you know touching a little bit on daniel olsen as well yeah um just you know if you see something say something keep your eyes peeled you never know they could be anywhere we always say that you know these missing people could literally be anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. and you might be on the other side of the planet you know yeah the country the planet whatever but, but you never know um you know that's why we share their their missing persons flyers and the details of their description because you just never know yeah but that is all i have for you guys today i will be sharing pictures of chase and his family and daniel as well um and on our instagram and facebook but that is all I have for you guys today. I think I already said that, but that's okay. Um, I hope everyone has a good weekend and we will catch up with you on Monday with a brand new episode. Oh, and if you are a patron, we have yes. the November Patreon episodes either are already up or are about to be up. So be sure yes. to go check those and out. And our hangout sesh. And our hangout sesh, our live hangout sesh is happening. So head to... Um, our patreon for all the details on that we'd love to chat with you guys and there's the extra bonus content available if you guys want more content yes and we'll have that linked in the show notes always um but yep that's all we have for you guys today and we'll catch up with you on monday and keep you human bye